Kids love movies. If you're a young person who can't see or can't see well, Audio Description provides access to the visual images that sighted kids enjoy. The benefits of Audio Description in Education Baby Contest, sponsored by ACB's Audio Description Project and the Described and Captioned Media Program, wants those kids to experience Audio Description and then tell us about it. You have a chance to win prizes for yourself and your teacher. Just go to www.badycontest.org, B-A-D-I-E, contest.org, and keep on enjoying audio description. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. You're on. Okay. Chris? Well, hello, everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Welcome to this month's issue or edition of Let's Talk Diabetes, a presentation of ACB Diabetics in Action, an affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. And uh, Scott, you probably figured out that not only are you on Zoom, but you're on ACB Radio, which has a, a broad group of listeners. And while they can't talk to you, they're hearing you talk to them. I want to thank Scott Gormley for graciously agreeing to be with us tonight. He is a diabetes sales specialist for Abbott Diabetes Care and comes to us from Eureka, Missouri, not California, but Missouri. Scott's here to talk with us. Uh, Well, we can ask him probably anything we want to. He may not answer it, but he's here to talk to us primarily about the Abbott Diabetes Care Libre Continuous Glucose Monitor. And Scott, let me introduce you to make your presentation. And uh, once you've done that, we'll, I may have a question or two, and we'll open the floor for, for other questions as well. Well, good. Uh, hello, everyone. Um, I actually uh, do technically uh, Eureka, Missouri, but most people don't know what it is. Really, I, I hail and I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. So we're <laughs> just a small suburb uh, south west of uh, downtown St. Louis, actually in the St. Louis city, uh, oh, city county limit. So um, that maybe helps to people picture, you know, geography where, where I'm at. We're putting us right smack in the middle of uh, the United States. And we claim the fame of the big gateway arch as well as uh, Cardinals and, and blues on oh, that big sports town. So good to make everybody's acquaintance. A um, little quick about me. Uh, I've been in medical consulting probably um, lost count after 15 years, so I'd say 15 plus years and different specialties for the past three years. I've been with um, diabetes consulting, um, working with endocrinologists, primary care doctors, internal medicine doctors, CDEs, etc., so on, uh, helping to um, helping with uh, you know patients with diabetes and become healthier um, and live longer. So. Uh, specifically, we've been uh, working with the Freestyle Libre um, Continuous Glucose Monitor, and that's been pretty exciting because uh, we're right now in our uh, third iteration, I guess, in three years. So they've been um, definitely, um, you know, switching what uh, standard, what people consider standard of care for glucose monitoring and all that. So welcome, uh, or thank you for welcoming me to the call. and. Uh, um, and hopefully I can bring some value to, to everybody here um, uh, and, and, and to the call on that. And, and feel free to ask me anything I can. I can't promise, like, like Chris said, I can answer everything, but I'll do my best um, to, to answer what I can. you want to talk about Libre a little bit first or? Uh, yeah, more than happy because uh, um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'll give you kind of a little general uh, idea of, you know, I don't know where people are in terms of um, continuous glucose monitors or freestyle Libre. So, um, so excuse me if I say something that you guys already know, because I don't know where his experience level is, but continuous glucose monitoring um, generally is kind of what it sounds. So it's, it, it's a devices that have been around overall for, give or take probably 10 years in some, you know, some degree or another. And basically it continuously monitors your, your glucose and almost like the name says, uh, there've been companies like Medtronic, Dexcom, uh, out there, um, you know, for, for years, but three years ago, 
uh, Abbott, who most people are familiar with Abbott diabetes in terms of the freestyle line of glucose monitors, the, the traditional finger stick for glucose monitor, um, found a better, you know, more affordable, more accurate way to do it with this freestyle Libre. Um, they launched in Europe probably before that, but in the United States, it's almost exactly three years ago, actually about December-ish, uh, so just a month ago, um, three years ago, um, they, they launched in the United States. And like I said earlier, kind of, you know, flipped the whole diabetes um, industry on its ear. So what Freestyle Libre um, is different where it basically, um, you know, gets, you know, it's made a better mousetrap, you know, using the expression, is that uh, it made it more affordable because anybody that has been on a, other continuous close, close monitors or thought about it, they've been very expensive, uh, sometimes hundreds and hundreds of, sometimes thousands um, you know, to get started in, in hundreds of dollars, sometimes even today, uh, a month on that. So with Freestyle Libre, it's very, very affordable. Uh, we always say for commercial insured patients, uh, average cost is re- between probably 40 to $50 a month. Uh, but we, you will not, uh, if we cap out at $75 a month. So a commercial insured patient will not pay more than $75 a month. And we do have, you know, Medicare coverage as well. Um, there's no calibration. What that means is you don't need to do a finger stick for it to be accurate. It's one of the, actually the first on the market to, uh, have that, to have zero calibration at all. Um, one of the first to, to have just a sensor. There's no transmitter. You have your, your reader, um, or in some cases your, 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 you can use a smartphone app if you want to use that in place of it. And the sensor, um, which goes on the back of your arm, you know, for the, that uh, for that um, the current one we you wear uh, actually of our two iterations we have is the freestyle libre 14 day uh, and then the newest one is our freestyle libre 2 uh, they both you wear them for 14 days straight um, and again you uh, it, it continuously reads uh, your glucose every single minute it's a first and only one to do that um, and still the only one that reads every single minute uh, with our Libre 2, which is the most recent one, you actually have the advantage if you choose to, you can actually get optional real-time alarms where you can set um, your notices for, for highs and lows where if you want to, or thresholds for highs and lows where it'll alert you when it hits that, that mark. Um, the uh, And we do have phone apps available on our current Freestyle Libre 14 day, which does have text-to-speech or speech text-to-speech, so you can set that up in there. So um and just have that ability libre 2 uh, we will have that when we have our phone app available which is not yet available but that, that's that's coming um so affordable it's accurate actually it's more accurate than and uh traditional glucose monitoring uh simple and easy to use um all that and um yeah it's easy to prescribe and use and and to, to put on for doctors so doctors love it because it's easy to do Patients love it because it's simple and easy and affordable um, and, and accurate. And um, uh, yeah, so it's, and, and just from a, a growth standpoint, to give you an idea, probably three years ago, we had zero sensors and probably, um, we we're probably almost at a million sensors just in the United States. And then we just heard 3 million sensors, uh, I think worldwide, uh, or patients, I should say, excuse me, uh, it's patients. And comparatively, uh, our nearest competitor, probably over about 10 years, has about eight, 900,000 patients worldwide. So we have about three times as many as nearest competitor in, in about, you know, in three years, more or less. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. So, um, and definitely can have a big difference, not just on not having to do a finger stick, but also to, um, you know, give you access to information, give your doctor access to more information to be able to help you. Uh, become healthier, lower A1T, um, a lower hypoglycemia, and all the benefit and, and all the benefits of of having that information uh, they uh, to you. Scott, let me ask you one thing because I'm not sure if, if if I misheard or whatever, but the Libre 14 day sensor you can wear it for 14 days, yeah. So the Libre two isn't that a 21 day sensor? Uh, no, good question. So, no, it's, it's basically, um, it, it's the same 14 day wear. So basically the, um, 
if you envision or you think about like a, a smartphone or Android or Apple, um, every iteration essentially proves on itself, but it doesn't go backwards. So basically the Libre 2, which is just came out maybe less than six months ago, uh, has all the features and benefits that the Libre 14 day has. So 14 day wear, all the things about minute by minute, no calibration, affordability, all that thing. Except there's really three main things that added was the optional real time alarms every minute. Two, it actually inc- the accuracy increased. And three, we did add pediatric indication for the Libre 2. So we go down to uh, four years old on the Libre uh, 2 on that. But no, it's, uh, it's a good, good question. So it's still 14 day, which is basically look at it as, um, you know, two times a month. Um, or that again, the previous one, and it's the longest one on the market. So there is no other, um, CGM that you can wear for longer up up to 14 days, but who knows, who knows in the future, we might go be, go beyond that. That's good to know, because I think there's been a lot of misunderstanding about that. We do have three people raised hands. So what I'd like to do, if I could is, uh, say, let's, let's have a conversation first. Okay. about uh, how to use the Libre, uh, you know, if you have questions about the sensor, questions about uh, the meter, the phone app, and so forth. Let's do that first. Okay. And later on, we do have some issues we'd like to, to bring up with you about the Libre 2 uh, in a, a friendly way, but which we yeah. feel you need to know about. But before we do that, Let's let's entertain questions about the Libre, about continuous glucose monitoring, et cetera, et cetera. So, Danette, as our moderator, uh, hello. Let us let us talk to some people. Okay, Marty. Uh, thanks for coming. I, I have a couple. Uh, well, you brought up insurance, and I know that's an issue with a lot of us because we cannot get insurances to. We have a difficult time with insurances paying for. But my question, uh, questions are, first of all, the reader, um, it, it would be nice if it were accessible because while I myself and a lot of us have a smartphone, not all in our community have a smartphone. And, and the reader would, would be the only, um, if it were accessible, would be the only way that some people in our, in, in our community and probably other seniors too, uh, who don't have smartphones could access the sensors. And I think you sort of addressed the question, but the, I would like to get the freestyle too, but being totally blind and it's not, it's only available for the reader, which is not accessible. Um, I have to wait to get that, I guess, until, do you know when the app, the smartphone app will be available for the two? Oh, well, I got to tell you, the, the um, jokingly serious, if I had that, I probably would have had last week's lottery numbers. <laughs> so, um, well, you know, I, but, I don't mean an exact the, date, the, but the, yeah, yeah, approximate. You know, to be the perfectly, perfectly I, I'm not trying to be sly or, or all that, but basically, the honestly, we, to be perfectly frank, we've been uh, expecting it. I think I could say, uh, even if the president of the company is on the phone right now, they probably would say we would have expected it probably uh, at least two, three months ago. Um, so we're, you know, I, I think we, we speculate, obviously that the COVID virus going on, the bandwidth of FDA is, is filled up with getting the vaccine. So that's delayed a lot of, uh, we're not alone. So things that, that we're expecting to get approved, usually pretty much rubber stamped, which not have been a, a big deal. I've been, been del- delayed a lot longer because their focus has been on, on getting the vaccines and things like that out. Uh, so I, I don't have a time frame. I really, I, believe me, I wish I did. Um, it, I've been telling, because I get asked it every day from doctors, and really it could be literally um, any day, any minute, any week, any month um, okay. that we get get approval. And we're expecting it. Um, I mean, we, we do get, uh, we have internal calls. We're planning on it. We're expecting it. Um, you know, you know, first, I, I can, I'm going to say first quarter, but don't hold me to that. I mean, we're expecting it, but, right. you know, I don't know anymore. I'm, you know, I can't say it's going to guarantee on that, but I'd say because we've already been waiting this long and as now some of these 
vaccines are, you know, start getting out there and, right. and the FDA can now focus on more things that they've been holding on. And I, I, I actually did read that in an article somewhere that said that uh, I was talking about vaccines that a lot of things have been held back on that. Now, so that's about, the only thing I can ex- guess. Excuse me. How about the reader? Are you even addressing that question about having an accessible reader, you know, with speech? Um, Good question. I, I can't, uh, you know, um, what I could do is I could bring that up. That is a very good question that I could definitely bring bring up to that. I think with the Libre 14 day, um, generally the way they address that was through the phone app. Uh, uh, you know, but you make a good point that not everybody's going to have a smartphone, but that's why they did it through that because it was easy because at the time they had the, the reader out in the market and it was a lot easier to add that improvement to the phone app. Uh, then to, you know, redesign the reader, um, out of the Librite 2, that, you know, um, you know, that might be a little bit different story. So, um, but they may be going on, on the same route, but that's a good point. And that's something I can definitely, uh, I can't give you a, a definite on it, but it's definitely something I can take back to the company and, and definitely ask about and, and get back to Chris on. Thanks. Um, Appreciate it. it is a great idea. I mean, I, I, I that's a very good point. Okay. Thank you, Marty. Who else do we have? Kathy Johnson. I have totally loved uh, the CGM from Lubalink, and I appreciate you making it so much more affordable for us. Um, I have access to, I am totally blind, and I've accessed my glucose readings um, previously through my iPhone. And then a few months ago, it just totally stopped working. And I probably spent between three, three and a half hours on the phone with the help desk and um, to no avail. It's not worked for me since it's quit reading, quit scanning. So I was curious, is there an accessibility line for the blind and visually impaired? Because I felt like when I spoke to the help desk, they weren't, they were wonderful, but they were not educated on addressing my particular needs of, Hey, this isn't working. I can't see it. I can't hear it. And now I can't hear it, but it is a wonderful product. And I just, now I rely on my kids to tell me. Um, but in a world of COVID that works great right now, but they are set to go back to school in the next month. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do then? Do you have any thoughts about what I just said or. No, it's a, it's a great, and then get another great idea. Um, let me just kind of back. You said that you're, um, you're are you using a Libre 14 day, I assume. Yes, like, yes remember? sir. So using a Libre 14 day, it said the phone app just stopped working. Then it wasn't scanning. It wasn't working at all. Correct. And what did that happen on multiple sensors? Like you put one on and put a second one on and the same thing happened. Yes. It, um, it started, um, again, probably about three months ago, um, I had a, uh, a sensor in my arm and it really was like over the course of like six hours, like it was working. And then I, um, I have a bit of insomnia, so I will test my blood sugar as something to do in the middle of the night. And it's like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden it wouldn't work. And I thought, well, that's weird. Um, and then my husband, the next day, I, I'd been using it for probably seven, eight months. Love it. And my control has increased so much. Um, and my husband couldn't get it to work either. And so we called um, the, um, I, pardon me, I'm probably saying it incorrectly, but the essentially the helpline, the help desk to say, hey, we're having this struggle. And they had us take out the sensor, put a new one in. And um, it's like it worked once and so we said we all said oh yay it's working and then like the next day it did not work at all again so we just I was frustrated and I I just didn't feel like I had the time to spend another two to three hours on the phone because it literally was hours on the phone and again your the company the people I spoke to the two or three gentlemen I spoke to wonderful so I have no complaints about that at all, but it's like, they didn't know how to resolve the issue. So 
I just, you know, and I don't expect you to fix it here at all, but I'm curious, is there an accessibility line that perhaps I missed in trying to resolve this or, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm not sure how to move forward because truly it is an incredible tool that you're giving us. And when it worked, it, for me, as a blind person, it was wonderful. And Kathy, I, you raise a, you raise a very interesting point. You really do. Scott, I'm not sure probably we can't resolve her issue tonight. Of course. But do you have connections? Uh, Kathy, where do you live? I live in Vancouver, Washington, okay. Washington state. Beautiful city. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> what about, could we find her or could you help us find her a, a diabetic educator in Vancouver? Because maybe it's an issue with the cell phone reader itself. Oh, maybe yeah. it's an issue with the software. Yeah. Number of things I can think of offhand it could be. But uh, if, if Kathy, you could help us that way, maybe that would be the, the, the solution. Okay. Kathy, yeah, um, that's Chris, probably the best I can do is I is it Vancouver mm-hmm. is Washington State, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Kathy, so this, this, I know um yeah, go ahead. Uh Kathy, this is Jeff Bishop. Can you tell me what, what um iPhone you're using uh with yet with that? Yes, sensor? I have an iPhone ten. I think it's a, like XR. Okay, and do you know what iOS release you're on? This actually might make a, a very significant difference. Oh, I'm I believe I'm on the fourteen. 14. Okay, um, I, I'm part of the Washington Council, and um, if you if you'll email me, uh, if if you're on the WCB list, just reach out there. I'll find you. Um, okay. I'll get in touch. I'll get in touch with you and see what we can do to help you. Okay, out. and what was your name again, sir? Uh, I. I Jeff Bishop. I'm on the Jeff. national board. Okay. And, okay. and I'm, I don't need to make this call all about me at all. No, no, if you don't, no, no, no. Yeah, no. yeah, you're good. Peter if you Ray, don't like, have, if you don't have like the Washington Council of the Blind available, you can email community at acb.org and, and Cindy will connect you with Jeff. Yeah. Oh, great. Cindy, def- okay. Cindy definitely knows how to get a hold of me. Yeah. Okay. But this, this has to be a resolvable issue. I'm I'm yeah. sure it is. When it worked, well, for I, 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 I believe I know what it is already. So we'll, okay. We'll, okay. We'll, nice, we'll, Jeff. Oh, great. But anyway, yeah, I can tell you that has helped me. Yeah, I, so I can kind of tell you just a general. Uh, this Scott, um, as a general rule of thumb, and yet yeah, it could be very a lot of things just there's a just on the surface related on that. Usually, I say that if. A sensor goes wrong, meaning that if you try to scan it with a reader or phone and to stop reading or there's no reading on that, I like to generally say, well, that's, that's on us. That's something wrong with the sensor. It may be something wrong with the sensor. If it happens more than once, so where you put one sensor on, the same thing's happening, then there's something going on that might not be anybody's fault. It could be, like I said, the, okay. the, uh, you know, the operating system on the phone, maybe the phone app could be. Um, something where you're, you know, it's on a you know, place wrong on your arm or it just gets getting loose. I mean, there's this some, or we've had cases where people just have skin that it doesn't stick very well and it can't constantly get loose. Um, okay. it's, it's kind of like I, I call it my lightning strikes rule. Lightning's not going to strike twice in the same place. So <laughs> things, you know, that you're not going to have multiple sensors have the same problem. I mean, you can't say there's not like lots of, of sensors just don't go bad. You know, one can have an issue. This means there's something else that, that could be causing it uh, with that. It might have nothing to do with you're, do, you're doing anything wrong or anything like that. It could be something like like we alluded to, um, phone app or the your operating system on your phone or something simple like that. It, okay. it, 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 it sounds to me like community. it's... You can just email community at acb.org and she'll connect you with Jeff. Yeah, it, awesome. it sounds like a near field communications issue, and it may require a, a remove and reinstall of the app um, yeah. to resolve this issue. And um, it sounds to me like the the phone is not scanning the sensor correctly, and so okay. you need you you need you need to 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 um, have it repair to Bluetooth for that as well. I know it doesn't make sense that Bluetooth is involved here, but it actually. I don't want to get into all the technical details, but 
we'll, we'll, we'll try to help you. Yeah. Kathy, okay. be oh, in touch Jeff. with us. Thank you for the question. Uh, yes. And then, the next I, question. Okay. Jeanette Kutash. I have two questions. I will ask both of them and try to be reasonably uh, quick about this. Will we, as those of us who use your product, and I love it, it has made a huge difference, be required to go to either two or three once they're available? Uh, right now, I don't see a need for me to change to two. There are some features that I would love if they were available, but they're not essential for me. And my second question is, there are some inaccessibility buttons in the apps. And one of the things that I would like to see some improvement on is the app is great, but I'd love to be able to read some of the reports in numbers um, and to move through them a little more easily um, as a blind person. Will there be some work done on making those portions of the app more accessible? Thank you for your time. No, good, great question. So um, going back to the, we're required to move to future iterations. Um, I wouldn't consider right now because um, I think we've just said we're in our third iteration. Uh, most everybody, I'm sure, if you're not wearing a Librate 2, you're probably wearing a Librate 14 day. We were, you may or may not have been wearing a, a Librate 14 day if you've been wearing Librate for, uh, for more than three years. You probably started out on our Librate, or we call them, Freestyle Libre uh, 10 day. It wasn't called 10 day, but it was the very first one. Um, and eventually people moved over to the 14 day when everything was equal on that. So uh, I wouldn't concern until we have the phone app uh, approved for and working for all the phone systems. And I say where it basically has everything that the, the current 14 day has and then better. And, and, you know, would that maybe happen? And we're talking probably a, a year away at, le at least because we don't have the phone app approved yet. <laughs> so, um, you know, once the phone app is eventually approved, <clears throat> eventually there'll be programs to be able to, um, you know, allow people to move over at the leisure. But what will probably happen will be very natural. You'll go in, you'll, you'll, you'll connect with your doctor, however you see them virtually or in person. And you'll, you know, they'll write you a script for the new Libre, whatever it is, and you'll just naturally, and the cost will be the same. It'll just, you'll, you'll, it'll be natural, it'll be kind of seamless with that. But no, you're not going to be forced to do something that you don't want to do, or it's going to cost you more money or anything like that. You'll have, so I wouldn't worry about that now. And then the the reports. That's a great question on the phone app. I think um, might not answer your question, but a lot of people realize we do have a website of LibreView. I'm going to say this. I know uh, the audience I'm talking with, you might not have the ability to do to get on the website, but I'll, I'll throw it out there because maybe it can, can help, you know, uh, people that your family members and, and things like that. Maybe it can still help you if you, you were able to get on um, view internet to some degree. So when you sign up for the phone app, you may or may not know this, but you automatically signed up for uh, the LibreView uh, website, because that's our, where all the data when you use a phone app goes to. And that's how your provider or your practitioner sees your data if you're connected to you. But you can actually do, you can see the very similar data yourself. You just go to LibreView, um, www.libreview.com, and put in the exact same username that you use on your phone app, same password, and that does give you access to a lot of the more detailed reports um, that you that the phone app, just the limitations of a phone uh, doesn't allow you to do. Because some of it's limited to a phone app, it's, it's um, you know, what the the memory and what a, and the functionality of a phone app has, but all that data gets uploaded to the Lee review. So that might want to kind of look into that. It's free. You already, you actually already have it. You just maybe didn't even know it. In fact, every patient out there that has the Libre 14 is using a phone app can do the same thing. Just go to leadreview.com, which is, uh, it, or again, you can have a family member, a caregiver, who, or someone who, who can do it for you. Put your username, password, and you can actually see detailed versions of your glucose history patterns. Probably a, a lot of information on that. So that might be something you weren't, weren't aware of that you can actually um, do that might help a little bit. Mm -hmm. 
Area code 614, last 3689 can unmute. I, two things I have real quickly. Uh, number one, you know, there is another um, CGM, of course, that's really well known. And one of the things they have is they have some alternate site placement. For instance, you can put the sensor like on your stomach. Um, and that would be extremely helpful to me. I don't know if the company... Um, if, um, Abbott, you know, has ever looked at that for the Libre or not, but because of some medical issues I have, um, that would be extremely helpful. And I don't know if you guys have researched that or if you could, you know, put that in as a possibility for the future. Last I knew it was strictly for the upper arm. And if that's changed or you have some comments on that, I would certainly appreciate it. And I will also reiterate what the other, um, what one individual said earlier uh, about the fact that um, it would certainly be nice if the device itself, the reader itself was talking so you didn't have to depend on the, the iPhone, um, you know, to have to connect it to and everything all the time. So those are my main comments. I think everything else I had has already been addressed, but if you can at least comment on the first issue that would be extremely helpful thank you yeah good question so um i do get asked as well so i think um might not answer directly but at least i can give some um some perspective and and um reasoning maybe where you why they why it's on the back of the arm uh yeah other devices are say belly butt uh or belly rear and thigh and that's the only places you can put uh at least from fda standpoint um on those and and some of it's subjective um some people like it some people hate it so you know some people they have to do it that way um you know good or bad i think when when abbott looked at the marketplace uh when they pulled um what do people like about because again there's cngm's not new it's been around for 14 years so we say well why after 14 years is 99 percent of the people not using it and there's various reasons we'd already talked about portability ease um things like that but one of them actually was uh placement on the body is about almost 46 just shy of 50 percent of the people said i don't like it where i can only put it on the belly rear or, or thigh and now there's kind of 50 50 or 46 percent 64 however you want to look at it roughly 50 50. um and so they when they looked at it said well we know that half the people are not going to like it on these parts of the body we should look at other parts. So we know already half the patients are not going to want to get it on top of everything else. So when they researched, they found the back of the arm was the most favorable outside of that area on that. Um, and so that was the reasoning why they put it on, on the upper back of the arm because it was there, um, you know, it's out of way. Now, I do know it might be medical conditions. There's always exceptions to, to that. And you're not the first person that's mentioned that. I would say for other parts of the body, I'd say that had to be a, it's only FDA approved for the back of the arm. So to be perfectly right, you know, I can't, we can't, we haven't studied other parts of the body. So I'd be remiss to, and to be off label discussions, what I, you know, obviously can't get into anything like that, but I'd have to be a discussion between you and your doctor, you and your practitioner on, on that. But there's a little bit of reasons. Only, the back of the arm is the only place to study from the FDA standpoint, only place to be submitted, but that at least gives a little bit of perspective of, of why it was there and it doesn't mean they won't look at other parts there because we do bring that up uh we brought that up many times over the past couple of years and it, it's um does give you hope today but at least i could say that that's that is something that they always look at um you know down the road it doesn't mean it, it, it won't be but at least that's why they, they chose the back of their arm for um uh for where it's at Thank you. Mickey Compton, you can unmute. Um, I had the same question about alternate places because I'm always running into um, the wall or something and then I knock off the sensor and I was wondering, can you attach a new sensor before the 14 days is up? Um, so two parts of that. So, um, one is is the, it's it's is proper placement, so that could help a little bit. So um, we used to say placement is if you kind of were to um, you know kind of we call it make a muscle, kinda, you know like a like a muscle man. If you're going to do that, 
And if you imagine doing that, it, it's going to be on the, um, the, the, you know, back of the arms. If you're making your muscle and your arm is, is, is up, it's going to be on the back of the arm so that when you place it, it's facing down. So when it's on your arm, it's literally directly behind you. So if it's on the side of your arm where you can, it's literally, it's on the side of your arm. So it's, um, where you, if you're hitting on a door frames, I would say you might want to make sure it's on the, you know, literally the back of your arm and but usually roughly midpoint between your armpit and your, uh, and your elbow, give or take. So that's one thing you want to make sure that could help cut down on, on that. Um, and then the, I forgot, what's the second part you said? I'm sorry about that. Can you attach a new sensor before the 14 days is up? Oh, yes. Um, no, well, if you did that, you could do that, but it's one's not going to carry over. Your sensor would have two separate sensors on at the same time. They would be, you'd have to have two readers and two, or a cell phone and a reader. They won't be talking to each other. I mean, it won't be simultaneous. Um, but if you, you, know, if you if lose a reader, sensor... Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, no, that, no, that's different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's different. No, that's a good. That's a whole completely different situation. So I, I thought you were referring to where you actually have the sensor on your body and you want to put a no, sensor on I, at the same time. If I accidentally <laughs> had it fall off, and then I wanted to yeah. touch another one. Yeah, well, that's a different story. So you would put that on, and then when you use the reader or your or uh, phone or which one you're doing it would actually indicate, uh, you know, give you a, a verified message saying, do you, you know, want to start over or you start a new sensor? It would kind of, it would detect that you're starting a new sensor and, and give you a verified message to, that you want to move forward and do that. So in that case, yeah, because, uh, yes, definitely. You know, so again, if you have a, have a reader, uh, or excuse me, put a sensor on and it's say at day seven something happens that it, it falls off you jar it loose whatever reason it, it's not working you take it off you put a new one on uh use the reader or the, or the cell phone whatever you're using and it'll just essentially start now it'll start from day one it's not going to continue on for the rest because it's going to be a brand new sensor it'll start from day one uh to 14 day wear. it's almost as if that seven days uh uh, didn't go. Now, if that happens, I would actually call into our customer service. It's something I think a couple of people mentioned they've called into our customer service. Uh, that happens, call in and get a replacement center. You know, tell them you had a fall off, tell them you bumped it, tell them, you know, whatever the case may be. If it fall off within that 14 day period, call in and, and more likely they can get your replacement uh, center for that. So don't forget about that. You know, uh, you know, and definitely get get a new one. One last so, question. Where would I direct my doctor so that she could see um, the information? Because she asked me for my password, and I said, no, you're supposed to be able to access it, access it another way. Uh, correct. So give me a little bit. Are you using the Libre 14-day, the phone app? Yes. Yes. All right. So that should be really, really easy. So, um the there's a couple ways that you guys you can connect with each other um and it depends on what what is easiest uh that um and i'm, I'm going to talk in just general terms on this so um you know the knowing you know challenges you have but i'll just kind of talk in general terms that one the doctor would can send you an invite through their leave review we call it invite but it's like essentially it's a a hip approval more or less um, and that goes right to your phone app. And then the phone app can be opened up and you can accept that invite. Another way is the practice has a practice ID and you can you know, input that practice ID into your phone app and get connected that way. Um, and they could do this if you're in the practice. If you go into the practice for an appointment, hand their phone, it could be done right on the spot as well. Um, if they don't know how to do that, the, the, the practice can obviously reach out to someone like myself, uh, in their area and, or call into, uh, leave review customer support and they can talk them through how to do it. It's, it's a pretty simple process with the phone app. Scott, so you can definitely get, but there's, there's nothing with a password that you need. Okay. Scott. Thank you. This, this is Marty. Another suggestion, what I just had my doctor do. I went into the Libre app and gave her my phone, and then she went, I guess, into the log 
and got the information she wanted. I did that like right in the office mm-hmm. visit. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they can look at your phone. A good, think- that's a good way to do it. But the other way, which is in some ways better, <clears throat> is to have your practitioner hook your phone up so that it transmits the data yeah. day by day from your phone to your practitioner. Yep. If yep. you're having yep. a problem, then they can look without you needing to go in and get that done. Yep. <clears throat> Scott, I uh, yeah, uh, kind of a follow-up to – you had a great point about putting it in the center of the back of your arm. Uh, I've only ever lost one sensor, but <laughs> it can be done. And I don't know if, if uh, David Trott is on this call. He was going to try and get here. But could you address the idea – uh, they're on the internet. I don't know if if Abbott sells any. the The band you can put on your arm to further secure the sensor. Well, there's there's two things I can just tell you what what from Abbott's standpoint is mm. uh, is approved for from Abbott. Now it doesn't mean we. I know for, we're not ignorant. We know there's a lot of aftermarket things out there. So um, just like any product, there's a lot of product out there. They have you know, um, want to be a, a wireless phone or, you know, anything you have, some's approved, some not approved. So we do have a lot of approved, I'm going to just call, call general adhesion devices. Now that might they kind of fall. That's kind of what your, your falls in the category. So we do have uh, what we call adhesion barriers, which are literally for liquid type things that come in pads where you can put on your skin. And this is only needed I want to stress only needed if you feel you, you're in an environment or um, that if it's fall off, if your sensors fell off more than once, you want to secure it a lot more. So one is a, it, it's a, you put it on before you put the sensor on. Um, it, it, uh, they're called adhesion barriers, skin tech, skin prep, mastosol. There's certain products like that. The second thing is called over bandage, and that, that's a category, not a brand name. So it's kind of closer to what you're talking about. Maybe not exactly, but it's, something that literally goes over the, the center. Um, there's a lot of different brand names. Some are uh, very similar to if you've ever spent time in a hospital, they, they'll, you get an IV in your arm, they'll put a, almost looks like plastic duct tape or plastic uh, packing tape, it was, uh, you know, clear over the IV to keep it in place. Well, that's called over bandage. That's the same similar type of thing can be used for um, the, the center. Now, if you're talking about like an athletic band, that we might be referring to. Um, we tend to kind of talk to it because it's not an approved product. I mean, it, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Uh, but we, you know, obviously can't talk about anything or I can't promote it one way or another, kind of use it at your own risk or own benefit for something like that outside of the those two things. Well, the overband could be, they could, yep. the, the official. Yeah, like, overbandage. Yeah, yeah, there's a yeah. lot, a couple of different, I'd say overbandage is a category. Those are approved to use. Uh, they do stick, so it's designed. You put it on. You're going to wear it for the 14 days. You're not going <laughs> to put it on for a couple hours and take it off because you'll you'll take it sticks to that, but it goes literally goes over it. Uh, and there's different styles, different brand names. Um, I've I've seen people, patients come in wearing it. Could be someone who's an athlete, someone who works outside, someone who just doesn't you know want it to fall off, or they have skin that is that maybe gets sweaty or that. Things don't stick to very well. There's a lot of myriad of reasons why someone might might wear that um, or use that, but it's not required. I mean, vast majority, 95% of people don't need to use any any of the two products, but they are available for people that feel they they need to or Scott, not do, um, need to. Jeanette, <clears throat> Becky, you have a hand raised. Go ahead, Jeff. Jeff, and then uh, Becky, and then I may need to change our categories a wee bit. Okay. Um, Scott, I was just going to suggest though that people need to be really careful with these products that you buy, um, say from Amazon or whatever that go either go over the sensor or the, the, that you apply to your arm. I, um, I attended one of these and, uh, when I first got Libre many, many years ago and the amount of skin it tore off my arm, um, because of that, uh, was, was, um, was ridiculous. Um, Chris, do you mind if I bring up something really, really, really fast? Because I have to run to another doctor's appointment. No, meeting. I don't mind. Um, I just wanted to mention um, that one option for the reporting issue that that we're having with the app would be to allow 
the the iPhone app to write your readings to uh, Apple's Health Kit. Um, there are plenty of applications that are fully accessible, including just the standard apps that you use on the phone that would allow you then to be able to go back and look at history. And there's plenty of other apps also that will read that health kit data and analyze it from and, and look at trends in reference to glucose readings. So that if, if, if you, you know, if you're not willing to fix at least the accessibility of the app, which would be the better solution then just providing it so that it would automatically be put into Apple's health kit or, you know, Apple's health database so that you can look at your readings in the health app that would go a long way in resolving the issue, Scott. Thank you, Jeff. Oh, that, great suggestion. Thank great, you. Great idea. Yep. Becky, and then I'm going to take back over a little bit, uh, Danette, just for a few things. Becky, you can unmute. Hi. Um, my question is, um, and I know several people have um, expressed this in the past, and we actually had an email from somebody who could not be here tonight. Um, there are a lot of people that are pos- um, type 2 diabetics that are not insulin dependent, um, and, but they're having to poke their finger four, five, six times a day, um, and they're not able to get a CGM because of uh, the fact that they're not insulin dependent. Are there ways to work around um, that issue? And how can we uh, advocate to insurance companies, to Abbott, um, to try and get CGMs for people that really can use it but don't qualify because they're not insulin dependent? Yeah, so you kind of talked about that a little bit of insurance coverage. So are we talking about uh, general and commercial insured patients or Medicare? Or both? I would say both. My husband um, is on uh, a regular insurance through my uh, employer. But then there's a lot of people that are on Medicaid or Medicare that um, could also benefit from it. It's just we're all running into uh, barriers to try to get uh, to CGMs instead of having to poke our fingers four or five times a day. So let me, let me there's actually I put a note on that. So this is actually pretty big for insurance coverage. So there are two different animals. So I'm going to talk about commercial insurance uh, and then Medicare. And they're all actually fairly good news. So from FDA standpoint, so the FDA standpoint, for Freestyle Libre, I want to make sure very clear, you do not need, do not, do not need to be using insulin or have any number of required fingerzics to use it to her doctor prescribe it to you. Very, very important. So if a doctor, if you want to, a doctor wants to prescribe it to you, you do not have, there's not a prerequisite to you to be on insulin, not a prerequisite for you to be you doing finger six from a, it's a FDA standpoint to be prescribed. Okay. So now coverage is a different story, but I just want, that's a very big, broad thing. Because a lot of people say, well, no, the, you have to be doing insulin or have to be doing finger six to get Libre or uh, that's not necessarily accurate. It usually comes into a coverage. Now from a, Commercial insurance coverage, vast majority of commercial insured pay, uh, uh, plans, so it could be an Anthem, it could be an Aetna, it could be a um, United Healthcare. The door the ones I deal with do not, be, there could be exceptions, but vast, but the rule is they don't require um, insulin use or finger sticks as well. Now, again, you might have a particular plan that is a carve out that might, but most of the plans on the commercial insured, again, Medicare, I'll touch on that in a second, on the commercial insured do not require insulin use or um, all that, because we have a vast number of type 2 patients and type 1 patients using um, our products that are, they didn't have to meet those requirements on that. So it's a, a couple things on that. So, and, and generally speaking on, an, on commercial insured coverage, I might have touched this on, on the beginning, um, you know, that the, I could say, um, you know, as a representative of the company that if you go send your script or doctor send your script through your insurance, through your commercial insured plans, uh, it does not matter if your insurance covers, uh, CGM covers freestyle Libre or not, that the most you're going to pay for the two centers per month is $75 a month. 
That doesn't mean you're going to pay $75 a month. That is, so don't, don't get caught up in the 75 because um, our averages, uh, at least in my state of Missouri, is probably around $40, $50 a month. It's probably similar to that. Uh, but we cap it at that. So even if you say, well, wait, my insurance doesn't cover Pista Libre or my insurance doesn't cover CGM, it doesn't matter. You know, it, it's good. You're going to, you will not pay more than that for the two sensors per month. But a reader, you know, uh, is different. That could be about the same amount or if you get, or the phone app is free. It's very, very important. So if you, I usually say as a rule of thumb, don't call your insurance plan because they're just going to probably confuse you. Um, I just have your doctor send a script through your insurance uh, plan as they do through do their electronic script. It hits a pharmacy and it's either going to be covered or in your paid a copay or non-covered. And our we and we, and, and we have a what's called electronic voucher that brings that cost down to below the seventy five dollar. That's very important. Now let me mm-hmm. you know not to confuse that. Now let's close that door for a second. Let's dump it over to Medicare because that's a little different story. So Medicare, not Libre, not not um, other thing. Um, acquired patients before COVID. Let's talk pre COVID for Medicare to pay for it. So if you want Medicare to pay for a portion of it, all of it. Um, they required that you do have insulin um, use of three or more times a day um, and four more finger sticks to be able to do to be able to whether you're you're type one or type two on that. Now, however, since last summer, because we're in a public health emergency, um, Medicare reduced or eliminated almost all those requirements. All that. So basically, what that means is, as we sit right now, we're still in the public health emergency. I can't guarantee you how long it's going to go, um, go six months or 12 months on this. Effectively, every single Medicare patient does not have any criteria. So if you've tried it a year ago and you had to run in and you went through Medicare, I'd say go back to your doctor and resubmit it. You know, because more likely you could have tried it six months ago, could have had it in January, February or a year ago, uh, this time a year ago and didn't go through. You tried again. Um, you could very well get it covered. And, and on Medicare, one thing we don't do is we don't go through pharmacy on that. You'd have to make sure um, your your the doctor consult with someone like myself because uh, we go through um, about thirteen we call them DMEs or durable medical equipment suppliers that we and specific ones that we go through. Um, not any of them. Specific ones we go through that process those uh, Medicare claims. And but vast majority of them I'm working with are going through and getting. Um, I think 90 plus percent are going through. I can't say 100 percent, but a vast majority are going through where they didn't before. So, long answer to your question, but it's real important on commercial insurance. Um, don't have to worry about insulin, and really on the Medicare, you don't have to worry about that for for most cases. Again, I'm saying most. As soon as I say that, you run into a plan that that's the exception. But I'm talking in in 90 plus percent area. So, I think I need to at least make a few comments. Uh, I would imagine you have little or no awareness of this. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying you should. ACB and ACB Diabetics in Action have reached out on a number of occasions to the management of Abbott Diabetes Care to talk about a few of these issues and have never had a response. And I would like I live in St. Louis, so you and I are closer than you might like. No, just kidding. <laughs> Together. <laughs> I would like to reach out to you and, and see if you'd be willing to have a personal conversation with me to see if we can find a way to create a little bit more of an active channel of communications. Now, I've worked in the dot-com world. I know that's not always easy. It might not even happen. But... I hope you'd be open to it or at least think about it and maybe hook me up with, with someone else and all that. We really want to work with your company. Uh, I think you heard a lot of people say how much they love the Libre. I'm a Libre user myself and I love it. It's done me a lot of good, but there's a lot of things that need to be done to make it easier for blind people to, to act as users. And I know the FDA is a pain in your neck, ours too, but uh, somehow we need to break into the management chain of Abbott. And it's not just Abbott, it's your competitors too. And uh, 
So we raised a few issues uh, in, in the course of the conversation, and uh, I would really like to continue this conversation on an informal basis, if, if you're open to that. Yeah, very much. I, I, I can know where to direct you. I mean, I, um, at least I know where to go. I've right. been long enough with Abbott and Abbott Diabetes. I know the people to direct you to. I was, I can't, um, I, I, I wish I had the, that can, you know, the magic wand to make some of these, <laughs> but I do know the people that do have the magic wand that can at least have influence on that. So that's the gotcha. best we can, can do and, and, and bring it up. And, um, yeah, these are important issues. They do listen. One thing I tell you to Abbott, they do listen. They will, um, they're not going to close the door. They, they want to hear, uh, from what patients, um, of all, all areas and they want to want to help. We just so, have yeah. to get the right people. I think it's Marty. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Um, yes. you were talking about insurance and I, I was wondering what you would know about when I was on the federal employee program and was through, through Blue Cross, <clears throat> where Blue Cross and Medicare were separate. But when I was on that program, I did pay the 70-something a month. I just switched to my wife's um, benefit from Verizon. It's United Healthcare. It's a Medicare Advantage plan. And I went to the pharmacy, and they said um, they contacted United, and I had I had to start paying the full price again for it, or... or that was a little discounted through Walgreens, the, the card. So I, I, I guess my question is about Medicare Advantage. Is that animal a little bit different than commercial insurance or straight Medicare? Uh, well, I kind of, uh, you know, for probably less than 30 seconds, and we just hit 8 o'clock, probably at the table, the, the one, but it kind of what my answer just said a second ago applies to that in terms of the Medicare side uh, for <clears throat> most patients. But... Um, if you want to talk offline or uh, talk through rest, we can definitely get you more information to uh, get addressed um, with that. But um, I'm not trying to put it up, but I know from a time standpoint, or you're welcome to reach out to me separately, and I might be able to direct you to where to get some answers or answer myself. Yeah, yeah. So I'll just do it really quick on Med Advantage. Um, I mean, there's exceptions to everything. United Healthcare, uh, even in, in Med Advantage plans, sometimes they can ask for some criteria what needed what but as a general rule um if you use some of the approved dmes and you might have to go to your your um back to your doctor and, and they can consult uh the person like myself ask them to reach out to the diabetes consultant area they can um, help facilitate that because as a general rule of thumb the medicare like i said reduce the criteria and that uh, for the public health emergency COVID period we're in. And again, I don't know when that's going to, it's not permanent, but it's during a public health emergency. So effectively, um, there's no criteria, no finger stick or, or on that. But um, but certain MedAdvantage plans could be asking for things that even though Medicare is not. Uh, so that's why I say nothing's absolute um, with that. But, you know, but yeah, definitely reach out to the practice and there could be some possible, you know, solutions there. Well, this is David Kingsbury. My hand has been raised for quite some time. David? Okay, well, this is to follow up on, on what uh, you, Chris, just said. And uh, it, it's about the whole issue of accessibility. Um, um, you know, I, I don't know if you have experience working with, with, with blind folks on, on these types of things, but it's not like we say, oh, this is inaccessible, and then we just sit around and, and wait for you to fix it and then complain when it doesn't work. Um, we have you know, a number of people who have been on this call who are fully capable of, you know, uh, being beta testers and coming up with very specific ideas on what's wrong as well as how to make things uh, better. So it's just to um, second that idea of a, a partnership and just to say, you know, one, one of the frustrations we often have is that software, whether it be uh, iPhone apps or websites, Companies go and develop them, and then they get all finished off. And then, only then, do does everyone find out they're not working? And then it takes a year or two years to to figure out how to fix it. It's so much easier to, you know, uh, work on these things while something is being developed uh, in beta. And you know, we can give that type of um, feedback because you know a number of us have have done that on on websites on 
apps and the like. So it's just uh, seconding this idea of collaboration. And, you know, earlier is always much better than later. No, I agree. Hi. Hi, Scott. I, I've been wearing the Libre for about two years. And I really like it. And it was, it's been very helpful, especially during COVID because my physician was able to read all my um, readings remotely um, through the, um, the app and the um, Libre um, mm -hmm. link. Um, but my question is, um, I've noticed, and I don't know if it's just me personally, that about on day 12, the center seems to get looser. It doesn't fall off my arm, but I can't. I have to be careful and cognizant that I'm wearing it. So I, it definitely starts to loosen up. And um, I um, didn't know if that has to do with the placement or if I'm not pushing it in hard enough um, or if it's just starting to wear out and pop out. And I was wondering if they're coming out with a sensor that's going to be longer if that's going to be an issue because it has fallen off a few times um but i think only two times maybe in the two years i've been wearing it so a good question i'd say that the freestyle libre 14 day and freestyle libre 2 uh you know they are designed as a product to wear 14 days uh, continue it. So it's not normal to fall off at any, uh, before that, especially, especially more than once. I mean, there's always exceptions, you know, you fall off, you get, maybe it's sweaty or, or when you put it on or a lot of things can happen. So that's not normal. Uh, one, as I mentioned a couple of times, make sure you call into customer service, get a replacement one, um, and does that. Uh, but you might have heard me say, I, I was talking about some adhesion barriers, maybe over bandage. Uh, you, you know, you might, as of some products you could try, um, that it, it could very well be there's nothing you're doing wrong. Uh, but as a general rule, and I, I'd say this to everybody, and that's specific to you, definitely can review to make sure that when you uh, put the alcohol swab, make sure it's dry, make sure there's it's skin on skin, um, and that there's no, you know, little, you know, hairs on there. Uh, there's definitely you know, skin on skin there. Maybe there's no lotion or anything that was put on before. And I say this to everybody, so nothing specific to you um, on that. And make sure it's on the back of the arm, uh, not on the side. Um, but even if all those are those boxes are checked, it, you just could have, you know, have a biochemical issue where this happens. Some people have issues where Band-Aids and medical tape doesn't stick very well for their skin. And, and sometimes the same thing can happen with, uh, Libre. It's very, very, very much the exception. I can tell you that very, very much. But that's why we have those approved products like this, the adhesion barriers, skin tax, skin prep that you put on first and you put this on top of it. And it's something worth to try or maybe an over bandage as well that, could, that can, you know, try. Um, and I know may not answer the question, but those are some troubleshooting things that we have that are approved to use it and can help. Okay. Great. Great. Um, the other thing I just wanted to mention, too, is a bunch of people have mentioned about the app and accessibility. I think one thing to bring back to um, the people that are creating it is that some of the things in the app are bar graphs and their lines. And so we can't read that. But there are other things that work, like the time and range is numbers so that I can access and I use that information. But I know in some of the other things, like under reports, there are all sorts of graphs. And even if you go to the um, Libre view, because I did that um, with my um, physician to see if they actually, you know, were readable, they're just graphs as well. They might be different colors, but they're just lines. So if that could somehow be made um, accessible, um, those are the kinds of things that would be really helpful to us. Okay. Well, we're going we're gonna to wind up here. Okay. Thank you, Scott, for staying over time a little bit. I appreciate that. And uh, mm -hmm. just to Chris. Yes, David. This, this, is, this is David. Can I make a comment, uh, two comments before you close out? Sure. First about the over bandage, uh, which I've found to be effective. The first thing you need to do is consult a physician because Jeff made a valid point. Some people just can't wear them. Uh, mm -hmm. Also check it carefully from 
the manufacturer to make sure there's no allergens in it that would let, you know, uh, I tried a couple, the one I'm using now, I've been using for about two years successfully. Uh, the other thing, the gentleman who had United Health, uh, I ended up having to go to a provider that's not a drugstore. Uh, they actually shipped mine to me. Uh, I have Medicare and United Health. So um, that changed when uh, the state changed us from Blue Cross to United Health. So those are some of the things that you really need to look at. The The over bandaging is the best for a blind person because those that have the holes in the middle are extremely hard to line up, especially on the back of the arm. But uh, be very careful. I caution you because you, you could, if you have you know, thin skin or skin allergy issues, uh, you could have problems. I wear mine there. They're, you can take a shower in them and all. Usually they last the 14 days. And when they do, uh, when you take it off, all you see is where the lead brace itself was, not the over patch that you put on it. So those are the things. And, and I'd be glad to, you know, give people brand specific and stuff offline, but I don't feel comfortable doing it online. Thanks a lot, David. It's Marty. Um, the guy all right. That, yeah, thank well, you. thank you all very much. Uh, David, thank you for showing up. I appreciate it because I know that oh, you I, know I've been here for, a, I've had my hand up for a while, buddy. I've been here. Uh, I'm sorry about <laughs> yes, that. He <laughs> yes, okay. he did. Yes, he has. I appreciate sorry. it. Scott, thank you again. And uh, mm-hmm. we probably will have you back all this conversation. Uh, yeah. You've been listening to Let's Talk Diabetes from ACB Diabetics in Action. Uh, we'll be here the fourth Monday of every month and hope to see you next time. Thank you very much.